Grace to you and peace from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. I love Easter. I really do. Easter is such a great season, a great day. I love it when it's later in the year and everything starts growing. You know, especially after a long winter and you see everything turns green and the flowers bloom and the trees start having leaves and everything and it's green. I just love it. I love Easter. I love the church and Easter, all the, all the paraments that are turned from that, that violet, that darker color, all of a sudden to white, and, and all the Easter lilies, and it's just so wonderful. It's so uplifting and joyous. I love, I love it. I love Easter, even, even on the home front. You know, when you start decorating your home for various seasons, and you start changing things out, and it's just, it just an air of joy. I love all of the decorations that we, we kind of put up in our homes and our houses as a sign that it's Easter. You know, you can do a lot with decorations. I mean, you really can. You can change the whole mood of a house simply by how you decorate it, by, by what you, you put on the walls, by what you put on the tables, and so on and so forth. And let's be honest, there's other things you can do with decorations as well. You can hide things, can't you? You ever pick up a toddler? Anybody here who has a toddler? You ever pick up a toddler and then like two minutes later you realize that they were holding a marker? <laughs> and then you happen to turn around and you see the wall and now the pretty picture on the wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picture, right? We need to paint our walls. We'll get there eventually. But picture, or maybe that table. You know that table? Maybe it's a family heirloom. Who knows what? But the leg fell off. You don't even know why it fell off, but it fell off. So what do you do? You push it over there in the corner, you put a tablecloth over it, and then you put some knickknacks on it so nobody will lean against it. And then you pray no one leans against it, because then they'll find out it's broken. But until then, it's fixed. It's fixed. It's over in the corner. It's got a tablecloth. It's got decorations on it. Nobody's going to touch it. It's perfect. It's perfect. We hide things with our decorations. We hide our mistakes. We hide our messes. And if we're really honest... We do that to ourselves as well sometimes. When life takes a turn, when, when things just don't quite go to plan, what do we do? Well, we put a smile on our face. Maybe we, maybe we, 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 we clean ourselves up a little bit. We put a smile on the face and then we pretend like nothing is wrong. We cover it up. We cover it up with our smiles. We cover it up by decorating. We cover ourselves so that we can't be seen for the mistakes that we have from the problems that we experience, from the pain and the suffering. We grin and we bear it and we move on. That's what we do. And things, things become overwhelming and we just smile all the more and we move on. If you ever wanted to meet somebody that had just as many messes in their life as you, maybe even more, then look no further than this morning than to Mary. No, not Mary, the mother of Jesus. Not Mary, even the mother of Clopas. You know, archaeology has, has pretty well confirmed what we kind of thought, that around the first century, around Jerusalem and the Holy Land, almost 25% of all women were named Mary. There's a lot of Marys. No, this one is Mary from Magdala, the small coastal town off of the Sea of Galilee. 
We sometimes call her Mary Magdalene, like that's her last name. It's not. It's where she's from. She's from that coastal region, that coastal town. You see, all during Lent, we've, we've been following these various witnesses. And if you weren't able to join us, that's completely okay. We've had various witnesses throughout. We've, we've talked to, to Peter and, and Judas, even Judas. And we've talked to Barabbas. We've, we've looked at these various witnesses through their eyes to see the passion of Christ. And today... Today is a very special one as we peer through the eyes of Mary. Mary, who wasn't like Peter. He didn't just see some of the miracles of Jesus. Mary wasn't like Judas. She didn't betray Jesus. She wasn't like Pilate. She wasn't at the courts and, and, and going against Christ. She wasn't Barabbas. She wasn't some dangerous criminal that was let free. No, she was none of these. Mary was exceptional. She didn't just see the miracles of Christ. She experienced one of them. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 8, we are told that Mary had at one time seven demons. Seven is the number of completeness. She had a complete set. She had a complete set of demons. That's a problem. That's a mess. That's the kind of thing you just don't smile through. That's Mary. That's who Mary was. She was a woman that had problems. Real, real deep problems. And Jesus healed her. Jesus cast out the demons. That's Mary. But when we run into Mary today... It's a whole other story. You see, Mary, Mary had these problems with these demons, and Mary was cured by Christ, but now Christ has a problem. And it's not the kind of problem that you smile and move on. It's not the kind of problem that you grin and bear it. Christ was dead. And you don't grin and bear it and move on from death. And as she approaches the tomb, she runs into yet another problem. It really is increasingly becoming a worst-case scenario. She goes to the tomb to pay her respects. She goes to the tomb to pay respects to the one man who did something for her, who who had cleansed her of these demons. And somebody stole his body. You know, grave robbers, they steal things. They steal stuff. They don't steal entire bodies. But Jesus' body is gone. So she's more than a little upset. In her life, she's more than just a little messed up. She's really experiencing the worst, the kind of mess up that you can't cover up, that you can't fix. And so she's she's weeping. And this this is how Easter Sunday starts. The very first Easter Sunday didn't start with rejoicing and flowers. It didn't start with a bunch of joy and trumpets. But it started with weeping and tears. It started with deep, deep sadness. And then there's Jesus. Jesus, risen from the dead. Jesus. She mistakes him for a gardener, of course, but the best... One of... One of the, 
you know, and I always say this, right? I always say, this is my favorite verse. I have like, I think I have about 500 favorite verses of the Bible. I, I think, but this is one of them, right? This is one of the 500. But it really is. It's such a great passage. It's such a great verse. Nobody, nobody ever says, don't cling to me, unless somebody is clinging to them. And so you have this wonderful imagery. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, and there's Mary clinging to him. She won't let him go. You see, in Mary's world, everything that was wrong just got fixed. Everything that was wrong has just ended. Everything that was wrong is gone. Everything is great now. Now is a time for rejoicing. Now is a time for joy. Now is a time for all the flowers, all the excitement, and all the joy that you could possibly muster. That's where Mary is. Mary rejoicing. Her Lord has risen from the dead, and she's going to cling to him to the point where he has to say, don't cling to me. Don't cling to me. It's a great image, isn't it? And you see, that's where we're at this morning. That's where we're at this morning as we come to church this morning, as we, we dress in our finest clothes, as we, we, we smile all the more, as we put all the decorations out. You see, we're not decorating things to cover up a mess. We're not covering things up. We're not decorating because we, we have something that we're trying to hide. We decorate because we are truly filled with joy. We are decorating because we are truly filled with happiness. Our Lord Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. And He didn't just fix a problem. He obliterated the problem. He took it out in its completeness. The biggest problem that we faced was the fact that we are sinful and unclean. That we fall short. That we cannot attain heaven. We can't even come close. We can't even make the first step. But Jesus Christ has risen today and He has obliterated the problem. It is no longer something to be covered up. It's no longer something to smile and move on. Instead, it is something that is done. It is complete. And instead, what we experience is great joy, is great rejoicing, is new life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes, it is through Christ that we experience that new creation through the work of the Holy Spirit that He has given to us. Such joy, such wonderful news. And so we rejoice. We rejoice. How could we not? And so we decorate. We bring out beautiful flowers. We change the pyramids. We decorate our home. We fill our baskets filled with this most wonderful thing. It's called chocolate. It's just fabulous. We rejoice all the more. Because Jesus Christ has risen today. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.